This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line. Or do cross the line. I'm not really sure if you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I don't know. Whatever. You get it. TNA Wrestling. Cross the Line. back with episode 134 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Collin Jr. and with me as always is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, we are a week away from Victory Road. We have Impact this week and then one more next week, but that's still one week because Victory Road is on next Sunday for the world of 2004. Now, it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded for various reasons. I had to move. Dallas had to go do a concert or something. So I've kind of forgotten uh, a few things that are going on. But one thing I can't forget is that there are there are outsiders coming in. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Nash associated with Hardy, I believe, right? And then Hall is with Jarrett. Well, I think I'm trying to remember as well, Bob. Um, and I was going to pull it up. We we're obviously going to run down the card that happened um, on last week's show. But do we do we have the? Uh, I think we kind of have the official who they're with, right? Or no? I. It's no, really. Did. Yeah, Jarrett in one of his promos was like, Scott Hall knows what's good for him, but Kevin Nash doesn't because he's with Hardy or something. No, you might be right about that. Um, I do remember. And I think we were like, wait a minute. Wouldn't Scott Hall be with Hardy right, right. instead of Jared? So here's, here's what happened. Uh, Scott Hall had a promo that aired on last week's show. And he said that Big Kev, he and Big Kev are good friends. But at Victory Road, Kev uh, was going to have problems. And he said, hey, oh, Big Kev, keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. And he says, good luck, Jeff. And of course. Super big. They're both Jeff. Um, and I do, I mean, there was an interview, I think, a couple weeks ago with um, Jarrett, too. So, I mean, we're we're definitely playing, you know, we're, we're playing both sides of the field here. It's I think it's, we have the idea of who's going to be with who, but it's still, they're trying to play it very ambiguously. Uh, it's super interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to look up pretty quick here. Um, this is probably going to turn out to be more of a disaster for me to uh, figure this out but i know i'm almost certain that jared was saying hall is with him and nash is with hardy because you might be right though because i were... think i also might have something in my notes that relates to that i can't remember um off the top of my head until i get into it but um oh yeah here we go here we go hold on i think it was like two weeks ago well, Jarrett does get on the microphone after his match, uh, which he defeated Ryan O'Reilly. We'll just get that right out of the way. Um, and uh, he said he puts the microphone down, he sets up a ladder, and yells for Hardy. Yeah. He, okay, so here we go. On, I don't mean to cut you off, but I found it. Yeah. Okay. On yeah. Octo- October 15th, Impact, 
Jarrett was interviewed and he said that um, Hall was coming on his side and Nash was coming in on the wrong side. There we go. So I did have that right. No, nope, you're right. I do remember that. So that's um, yeah. I mean, it's an odd pairing, Hall and Jarrett. Like I think, especially because they were like fighting each other half the time in right early years, which I think we discussed that when he did that interview. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, uh, definitely really interesting. So we'll, we'll, well see. We'll see it makes you wonder why Hall would be so vague with good luck, Jeff. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's part of the mis- mysterious nature as we head to the first three-hour pay-per-view. Just good booking, bro. Right. Uh, well, a couple things. Uh, as Bob already kind of noted, we have taken a brief hiatus in real life, uh, but episodes are still pumping out, baby. And as of uh, two days ago, we just got back from Bound for Glory 2022, which was pretty awesome. I uh, had a great time there. I'm going to post it. Oh, they'll already be posted. Some pictures I took from the show over on our Twitter page at Cross the Line TNA. And of course, if you saw Bob at the show, if you saw the picture we posted, he's got that brand new shirt that I've been teasing for fucking weeks that came out after I've been teasing it on previous episodes. You can find that over at crosslingtees.com slash Cross the Line TNA. It's an old school looking shirt. Could potentially look Maybe, like, it belongs in a sports entertainment extreme group. I don't know. You know, it's really fun. And also, I think the biggest thing that's happened in our recording hiatus that we were teasing for weeks, Bob, and weeks and weeks, but it's been out for uh, over a month at this point by the time this episode airs. We sat down with the Wildcat Chris Harris. And if you did not check out the interview with Wildcat Chris Harris, I think it's like can't miss. I mean, we talked in depth of his uh, really the I think the highlight of the interview was talking his singles run with Jeff Jarrett in early 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, and we pretty much covered from 02 to the end of 04. So if you're trying to follow along, there is, might be some spoilers to the end of the year here. But regardless, it's, uh, you know, 18 years old. So uh, we openly discussed those kind of things. And I think it was really awesome. I agree. And uh, and. Chris was kind enough to be uh, open to coming back on to cover the um, remaining years of his career. Yeah, so I definitely in TNA. Yeah, I'm hoping we uh, do that. And also, he has uh, sent us an intro to the show, so we appreciate that very much. And we'll have uh, another uh, TNA alum doing an intro for our podcast, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, so what does that mean? We have Goldilocks, Daniels, Raven, and Chris Harris. That's a pretty freaking good group. That's a pretty good group of four. (laughs) That's pretty freaking good. Yeah. That does not encompass the early years of DNA. I don't know what does. Yeah, and not even that. It even goes for, it's just like, that's like, we're covering some really great stuff. Even just those uh, four people. So, hey, and you know, there might be more coming. You never know. And we definitely do have some more surprises up our sleeves that we're working on. Um, they aren't actually finalized even close to it when I'm teasing you. The Chris Harris interview, when we were teasing it, it was pretty much a done deal, but we wanted to be sure before we uh, officially said anything. So, sorry, you guys are listening to teases after the interview came out. That's just why. <laughs> so, um, okay, Bob, let's run down the card from last week and then get into some news and notes and then get into our... Almost go home episode of Impact before we get to Victory Road. 
Um, as I mentioned already on our last episode on October 22nd, Jeff Jarrett defeated Ryan O'Reilly in a minute, 33 seconds. Chris Saban and Sanjay Dutt defeated Kazarian and Michael Shane in 10 minutes. Monty Brown defeated Eric Stevens in a minute, 43 seconds. The New York Connection, they're back, baby. Glenn Gilberti and Johnny Swinger with Trinity Ringside defeated El Fuego and Scott Papper. And then in the main event, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, and Ron Killings defeated Team Canada, which was, in this case, Bobby Roode, Eric Young, and Ruffy Silverstein. Scott Demore Ringside in 6 minutes, 55 seconds. That New York Connection match, by the way, was a minute 49. I didn't say that. Yeah, I kind of forgot that Gilberti and Swinger came back. They're back, baby. With uh, Trinity. With Trinity, that's right. Uh, I don't know, I'm kind of excited they're back, though, because I don't dislike the team. And then we've been seeing teases of the Empire Saint, which, of course, we know is Simon Diamond. As I mistakenly said months ago, I thought he was talking about Monty Brown on Twitter. That was a mistake. I guess I bring up my mistakes like that, but. Yeah, you're kind of embarrassing yourself. I know. I really need to stop. Um, okay. Let's dive in to some news and notes. Um, we got some we got some announcements, but we've been teasing that they're going to be doing some uh, some kind of special show with the best damn sports show, period. Well, it seems like it's going to be happening. Uh, they're going to be taping two 90-minute specials in Orlando on October 27th. So, if you're following timeline, our show is on the 29th that we're watching today, but it was taped on the 26th. So, the day after this taping, they're taping uh, two of these specials. Um, It's going to be featuring all the TNA wrestlers, plus uh, Best Damn Sports Show, period, personalities, uh, like Tom Arnold, John Sally, Brian Cox, Chris Rose, Leanne Tweeden. I don't know none of them. Bob might, but I don't know any of them. Um, I do. I think I know all of them, I think. There we go. Uh, they were uh, plugging that uh, Best Damn Sports Show period host would get in the ring, and uh, apparently they were telling the truth. So we'll see what happens with that. That's a little tease for you. Uh, let's see. And there's also, I think this was in the press release. Yes. So Dixie Carter says, our relationship with FSN has been a great one. Uh, we are happy to welcome the Best Damn Sports Show period to the Impact Zone and look forward to showcasing both programs, talented stars, in these specials. Um, and, uh, yeah, pretty pretty exciting stuff. Um, I mean, I do kind of have a, a preview of kind of what they're going to be doing. I'm not sure if we want to hold on to that until maybe we do the show or if we want to spill the beans, but... I feel like we should probably hold off on that. I think we should hold off as well. So I'm glad that you just for, are just for continuity. Yeah, I'm thinking as well because um, they kind of teased stuff. Maybe on the because there's two of them, um, and I will say this at least: they are airing after Victory Road. I think we right. can say that much, um, and I think that's very important to note. So maybe on the second one, we can kind of really dive deep on some of the stuff, but. Um, I think it should be interesting. I think it's a weird choice to air after, but well, maybe there's a reasoning about that. <clears throat> I just think it's kind of funny that, um, you know, the the special uh, for TNA is on a show in which TNA gets consistently better ratings then. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty so, funny. 
like or like the conjunction. I think it might be trying to help out with the best damn sports show more so than TNA. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Uh, you never maybe that's why they're doing it. I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if they're getting better ratings and then you're doing um uh, a special of the two programs, obviously the one that doesn't get the ratings. I feel like you're going to try to help that out more so. Right. Uh, and, you know, speaking of ratings, um, you'll be glad to know that on the October 15th show, which was the mini tournament, uh, or sorry, not the mini tournament, the finals of the mini tournament with Jeff Hardy and Monty Brown, it did a 0.25 rating, which was above its 0.22 average since its start and way up from the previous weeks because we were getting like 0.13s and stuff like that. Right. So it's pretty good news. I mean, considering, you know, the uh, the time slot, <clears throat> that's not probably horrible. So. Right. Um, I think I have a couple other uh, brief notes about last week's show, and then I think only really a couple other things I want to say before the show, and then we got a bunch we're going to talk about during the show. Um, okay, so uh, Dave Note says that it was too bad that the interest in the product is so cold uh, on the October 22nd show featured a very good 10-minute match with Saban and Dutt versus Shane and Kazarian. And that match, actually, um, I did forget this. It, it was a decision. It went over that 10-limit time limit, and they had to do a decision. So um, He notes that the idea of working more old school and building to big spots hasn't been lost on anyone. The people live were into it, and also Team Canada versus Killington Styles and Hardy. And in fact, the live crowd was on their feet big time for that match. The post-match saw Hardy jump off a ladder with a swanton on Demore, but then Jarrett hit Hardy with a guitar shot as the closing scene, which Dave notes, it's old. Real old. Because Jarrett's always hitting those uh, guitar shots. Uh, and and also, we were, uh, we were chatting about how on Nash, well, apparently they've both officially signed contracts. Oh. And are and are confirmed for November seventh. Now this is a pretty big deal because, as we know, they like to say shit and it doesn't happen. Now Scott Hall sending the video last week to me was like, "We're good, they're doing it," uh, which is noted here. Hall was on the ten twenty two show. I mean, of course it was a video, but Dave notes though that he looked old but wasn't in bad shape as far as basically saying he wasn't on drugs or drinking uh, when he showed up. Uh, he wore a loose Hawaiian shirt, so people were questioning what kind of shape he was in, although he's not wrestling on the first show anyways. Uh, Kevin Nash also signed over the past few days. Both have signed for multiple appearances, believed to be about 8 to 10. And a little preview. Uh, Nash taped an interview, and we might be seeing that today. It's scheduled. Who knows? Maybe they'll wait, but it's scheduled to air today. Um, and basically, there's some speculation of what their plan is. And since we do talk rumors, I think we got to chat about this a bit. Um, the speculation is that Hall and Nash will actually end up just helping Jarrett beat Hardy. And that the three will form a top heel group in the company from there. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Right. Because, I mean... Why not just continually recycle things that happened five years ago, four or five years ago? Right. Well, I'm then, all we, all, then all we need is Scott Steiner to come in. And obviously, I don't think Brett would ever come in. But then you got NWO 2004. Oh, wow. 
I think there's really good opportunity here. I mean, I don't think Scott Steiner's in uh, WWE at this point anymore. What are we waiting for? <laughs> what are we doing? Like, come on. What's going on? The opportunity's right there. Right. Um, okay, I got a couple uh, Victory Road notes, and then we can get right into this show. Um, I'll just say this first one first because it's out of order, but um, I think we already sort of know this, but America's Most Wanted versus Triple X um, on the pay-per-view at Last Word was scheduled to be a last man standing match, which I think they very much alluded to in a pay-per-view. Yeah, your last team standing. Yeah, I mean, they said it kind of in like a backstage interview, so it's not official official, but it's pretty much there. It's pretty much official. Um, as of October 19th, there were 250 tickets sold to Victory Road at $49 each. Um, they were happy with that figure, which just shows how low expectations are. Um, there are only about 700 seats available for the pay-per-view, although on a Sunday, they'll probably be able to get people from the park to fill any empty seats. Wait a minute. I thought you. I thought they weren't charging. I thought you could get in with just the park fee, or is that like the special, like, oh, hey, you get autographs and stuff? I think it's you pay and then you get the extra stuff. Okay. It's like a guarantee ticket. Okay. So I think they're trying to do paid admission for the pay per view, and then they know they're gonna have to like fill some room. Right. Yeah. Um, as of right now, nobody seemed to know where the December fifth pay per view would come from. And the lack of organization here is going to be a major part of the story when the, uh, he says when the obituaries are in. Still still working on that, huh, Dave? Yeah, no kidding. Um, a lot of people are concerned because a failure on November 7th on pay-per-view, and at this point there's no buzz. So they're, they're worried that if this is a, a failure, we're in a lot of trouble. Um, they're going to do a lot of advertising in the final week, but Dave says his feeling on advertising for a pay-per-view show is that if the TV doesn't sell you, all the ads in the world mean very little. Casual fans aren't about to buy a non-WWE show. The idea of having weeks to hype up a show directly and putting the stars, putting all the stars and important matches on one event sounded good, but they just don't have enough there. The only thing they've got is curiosity about seeing Hall and Nash live in the angle since both will have appeared on TV first. Jeff Hardy means nothing and Jeff Jarrett can't sell tickets. Yet there is nobody else in the position who would mean anything anyways. So he's being pretty critical um, about the way they're working and basically saying the only interest here is Hall and Nash. Um, I don't know if I, I fully agree with that, but... I'm going to give you the perspective of, from me in 2004. Okay. I did not care about Hall and Nash. Well, there you go. I... My thing was, I was all, I'm always about, like, the moment. You know, I want to see the moment. So, like, when CM Punk, for instance, came back in AEW, I realistically haven't cared about CM Punk <laughs> right. a long time. Uh, even when he was wrestling, I always thought when he was, like, on Best in the World, I always thought he was just kind of overrated to an extent because, you know, he tend to be pretty sloppy, whatever. Um. But, like, I remember watching him cash in against Edge. Like, that's a moment. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I got to see that. See him come back in AEW. That's a moment. Get, mm -hmm. get goosebumps because no one thought he'd come back. For me, Victory Road, <clears throat> the draw was potentially seeing Jeff Hardy become a world champion in a ladder match that is his specialty, whatever. And I've, I've mentioned right. before seeing 
I had watched the uh, ladder match with Undertaker live uh, because that was during the summer of 2002 in July. So I was actually able to watch that. And I was like, holy shit, this guy almost won. Whatever. It was a pretty big moment. Um, I did not. I didn't. I didn't buy Victory Road for Hall and Nash. Right. That did not move the needle for me. Um, I mean, I maybe, think that's... maybe he's maybe Dave's trying to say more of a casual thing, like people buying for the first right, time. Right. Right. And I, I think that might be. I think that might be the way he's looking at it too. But because uh, I was consistently watching Impact and and whatever you know at, at this time, so um, PD and AJ, that was a big one that I wanted to watch. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think just overall the card. And it also means the first three-hour pay-per-view for the company. And I wanted to support TNA. But it had nothing, for me, it had nothing to do with Hall and Nash. There you guys go. Uh, gospel from Bob. He wants to see J- uh, Hardy win. So, Lance, we're hoping that uh, we can get this moment done for you. At Victory Road 2004. Yeah. You know, like speaking of, speaking of Lance, did you see, uh, he gave us some very insightful knowledge. I'm on Twitter. About his music, right? Dude, this like blew my mind. You think, now what I'm about to say is it's not an insult. You think that I know useless uh, dates and matches or whatever. The fact that Lance knows the difference of music for Jeff Hardy in TNA, and this is a compliment, all this is a compliment, is remarkable because I couldn't tell you nothing. Well, and so we're referencing the October 8th, uh, 2004 edition of Impact, where Hardy defeated Abyss in the first round of the mini tournament. And Lance said that, hey, it's it's the debut of Modest after the match. And I was like, whoa, wait, he used that at uh, Date with Fate. Well, we found out that um, at the Date with Fate, I'm reading Lance's tweet here. Uh, they used the original version of Modest. Uh, he had back uh, He had back on the second anniversary show. Uh, with just a different intro. And then the one that was used after this match with Abyss will be the one that we know. And the instrumental version that he's been using was referred to as Alien Waltz in an interview back then. So <laughs> he said that he discovered the, the OG Modest on his first TNA DVD. So when Modest 2.0 came around, I was confused by the lyrics. I had only heard the Alien Waltz at that point. Um, and so he was said he was really confused that date and fate when they played the original version. Yeah, I mean, it's like super. It's, I did not even know there's different no, versions no of it, to be honest with you. It's amazing what people, like, learn or know. Because, I, 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 like, if that, if, that was for, if that was me and I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to share this knowledge. And here's this random TNA podcast with two guys from New York. You know, and, you get, gonna, and you get to share that info. He's like, I got this. I knew it. I knew I this could be. This was his calling, useful. man. Yeah. He's been, he's been waiting for this so he can share that information about the Jeff Hardy theme song. <laughs> yeah, How many other people care about that? I don't know, but I care because I thought that was wicked cool. That's, that's yeah. I mean, that's a unique information <laughs> to know that. How, how many people yeah. know that? I don't know that. I didn't, Now I do. Yeah, I think that's great. I can't wait for the next person that I can share that information with. Oh, now you're going to steal Lance's tidbit. I'm going to say it was per per Lance. Like, Lance oh, told me this information. And then I'm going to say, but really, Bob told me to steal it for myself. No, the next bonfire that you have, you're going to tell this to all your friends. But guys, guess what I learned? Guys, Let's did you know that Jeff Hardy has about essentially three versions of his theme song in TNA? 
Yeah, and I'm going to be there and be like, um, that's Lance. Yeah, actually, Lance told us that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I got two more notes, Bob. And then uh, Explosion, and then we'll get into this show here, okay? Um, they're kind of going off of these names and this pay-per-view coming up. Well, Dave notes that the fact that they couldn't get Sting for the show that they needed him on says a lot. Uh, there is concern about the twenty nine ninety five price, the low TV ratings build up building up to the show, and the fact that as a fan watching the build up, it has yet to motivate me to buy in the least. And I'm not caring when I go out of my way to try and watch everything. And while that isn't good, this is what Dave says. Uh, I think if you are a fan, I think they have done a pretty decent job building up matches for the show. I am very excited about the matches, but maybe that's just my bias speaking. No, I think that there's been some good build. So, he's just, you know, he's just mad that Sting's not on the show. Well, you know, I kind of, I kind of agree with that. I mean, I get it is, it is a weird thing though, isn't it though? Like, yeah, Sting I mean, was at these small shows and he's not going to be on the first three hour pay-per-view. Right. You would think he'd be. That is a little weird. Yeah. You think he'd be able to rustle on your first big three hour pay-per-view, but he was able to make a couple of the asylum ones. Yeah, and by a couple, I mean several. So several. But you know what? I feel like you would have. They probably would have randomly thrown him out into some match that had no real meaning. Right. Or a second thing. Yeah, I agree. That. Um, Well, speaking of people who have heard rumors of them coming in, uh, there's nothing officially new on uh, the DDP front. We heard that there's rumors. Um, Well, DDP is denying that he's made a deal, but he did admit to talks. Uh, Dave notes that, uh, as he's been told from the start, if he comes, he won't be advertised because they feel they need a big surprise name for the first show. And plus, they have to get a big name for Piper's Pit. So there's rumors that DDP could be the guy who's on Piper's Pit uh, at Victory Road. Hmm. Okay. It's a little random. But okay. Random, but like, what else are they going to do, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, here's here's the thing, okay? I'm getting a little nervous about all these <laughs> former WCW guys coming in. Hall, Nash, DDP, Piper, if he's going to be a regular guy. Sting. Right. No, I hear you. This is, this is screaming WCW 99. And let me tell you, I like WCW 99. Yeah, we're over in first street then. <laughs> But I don't know if I like WCW 99 in 2004. Right. Uh, I hear you. Especially main event guys. Mm-hmm. From 99. Not even lower guys like Canyon and Saturn. Like if those guys were coming in. All right. You got me. But right. we're not having those guys. Come. Um, yeah. Pretty interesting stuff. Uh, but that is all the notes I have for before the show, Bob. Uh, some fun stuff there. Uh, more about Rookie Road. But as we know, we are heading very, very close to that. Um, before we get started, I want to talk about Explosion. we got a pretty stacked Explosion card. You would think this is an AEW dark card, and Tony Khan says it's stacked. Um, and it was, he says those shows are stacked, though. You know, I don't know if he still does, but I think he kind of just doesn't. He ignores my favorite, that. My favorite all-time thing is when uh, indie guys or indie girls go on those uh, dark shows, and they check me out on dark, and their match is 45 seconds. They lose to a flying yeah. Knee smash. What can you do? <laughs> um, 
so this uh, explosion number 101 according to Canyon Match and it aired on October 30th so the day after the impact we're about to watch and actually before we run down that card Bob there's one dark match that took place took place and actually all of this happened after the show was taped so they did the dark match and explosion after the show uh Trinity defeated Tracy Brooks in a dark match mm. and then you ready for this this is the explosion card AJ Styles defeated Eric Young. Bobby Roode defeated D-Ray 3000. Christopher Daniels in primetime defeated Frankie Capone in Puma. Chris Harrison and James Storm defeated Roderick Strong and Lex Levette. And then Ron Killings defeated Abyss by disqualification. That's a good show. <laughs> Dude, I, what? Explosion? What That's is that? That's a good show. That's a good-ass explosion, man. I'm just saying it. God. That's, that's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. You'll never be able to see it. It's right. great. It's fucking great. All right. Well, thanks for killing my vibe. You know, before we get into uh, impact, into the impact, we don't know any matches on, and hopefully, is going no. to be a fun show. Yeah, we can hope. Uh, the runtime for this is approximately forty-eight minutes and twenty-three seconds. It's the October twenty-ninth, two thousand four edition of NWATNA Impact. I'm going to count down from three. And when I say play, that is when we are going to watch. If you want to watch along with us, head over to the Impact Plus app or find it in your own personal collection. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. This is TNA. The new patient professional wrestling. Oh, I thought we were starting with a brawl, but I think this is just... This is a video package. This is a video package, right? Yeah, okay. We have fun music playing. Are they going to have a new theme, or are they going to kill our vibe when they play that? Isn't that Daniel's music? I'll be honest, dude. I feel like we never hear his music, so I don't even know what it is anymore. I think that was his music before. Oh, Raven. Ooh, dude, Raven. The newest member of the Impact Hall of Fame. Dude, let me just say, seeing one of my favorite wrestlers inducted into the TNA Hall or Impact Hall of Fame was pretty fucking cool. That was pretty fun. Like, what is the chance we finally, we're going to Bound for Glory, a bucket list show for me, never been. And for me, I mean, Bound for Glory is a big show. And then all, all of a sudden, it's like, yo, Raven's going in the Hall of Fame. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. How perfect. And uh, <laughs> Dreamer introduces him and i look at you and i go he's gonna DDT him and, uh, and you're like you what and then he did <laughs> it's like shit and of course on that hard ass stage dude could barely get up because he can barely I walk know. poor guy guy's yeah. got a bad hip so let's just land on it on a fucking <laughs> concrete floor so yes jared they're showing jared accepting the ladder match after he smashed a guitar over Hardy's face last week No, choke on that. <laughs> he didn't say slap nuts, though. No, he doesn't say slap nuts anymore. Why? That's stupid. That's his best catchphrase ever. Oh, I just like, what is a slap nut? He explained that. I know he did, and I don't remember what it was. It was something. It was like his grandma would call people slap nuts. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is that. Which actually makes it a lot more fun that it's like a grandma saying. It's a grandma thing, yeah. 
We still got our shitty, shitty Impact theme song, I'm just saying. Bob, here we are, taking a look at the uh, Impact Zone in Universal Studios, Orlando, Florida. How many people do you think are attending this taping today? 650. Nope. 400. 425. So not too bad. Well, not too far off for you. Not great for them. (laughs) No. Pyro everywhere. They they still struggle to get... What is it? Oh, no. Is someone running for office? Oh, that's right, Uh, Dusty. Oh, wait. I forgot, dude. The voting. Yeah. Damn. Dusty, 2004. D-Ray is holding the sign for him. Man, if I was running for office, I'd definitely want D-Ray 3000 helping me out. Well, we know what he's probably running for. 420. That's right. Realize that shit. And really, he would have been like 18 years ahead of the curve. I know. Oh, wait, there's people at ringside. AMW was there. Shark Boy. I, they showed, I thought I saw someone before, but that's. Is it literally like six people? Yeah, <laughs> that's all he's got. Vertigo? Well, I always like things in wrestling where they're like, we're going to have all the faces support him. But of course, you're not going to put your top baby face sitting ringside no. clapping. So it's like you have like all like your tag teams and like your mid-level yeah. guys. Enhancement guys are out there like Eric Stevens. Like, yeah, all right. Yeah, go Dusty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, he's rolling up his sleeves as the election gets nearer. November the seventh, victory road. We're making history with or without Vince Russo. He says. When the dew comes up off the ground. Make sure you log in to make sure that we, the people, you guys have a voice in this company. Who else do you got ringside there? I think I saw that. There's Saban. There's Darrell Clark. Darrell Clark. Crowd's chanting for Dusty. AMW looking like they do not want to be there. The sunglasses indoor look is like the hide hide my my face. I don't want to be I don't want to be out here. You've done that. Oh, of course we all have. Oh shit! Look at they're they're bringing out three life crew and Harris and James from looking at each other like what the fuck. <laughs> okay, here we go. Wait. Okay. They just announced that Three Life Crew is facing the Naturals tonight. The winner faces. I just lost it. Team Canada. Team Canada. <laughs> For the tag Holy crap. Victory, Dude, I just totally blanked. Uh, I, uh, they were <laughs> What's their name again? Damn it. There's no way the Naturals are winning that match, right? Heel versus heel on pay per view. He's bringing out AJ Styles. Oh, so he's bringing out everybody. Okay. I take is back what Jeff I said, Hart dude. Is, well, they weren't there originally. They got to get their own entrance and be a big deal. Does Jeff Hardy come out, though? I don't know. Hey, that Impact shirt's really awesome. If you happen to have one of those classic Impact shirts, send us a DM. You know, speaking of uh, shirts here, I was quite disappointed 
with Dude. Uh, Impact Wrestling's shirt selections. Well, well, here's the thing. I wish I got a picture of it because at Rebellion, I'd argue it was the best merchandise stand I've ever seen. I agree. Ever. It's a really good stand. I mean, every wrestler, you had event shirts, you had DVDs, you had signed mats, you had fucking turnbuckles and like just all, dude, everything you could think of. Bound for Glory? Meh. And he's losing. Oh, here comes Jeff Hardy. Dusty's like losing his voice. He's so excited to get. Yeah, he was. Um, I I feel like they announced Albany for Bound for Glory pretty late though, like in September. It did feel like it was a late announcement. Um, but I mean, come on. And I don't even get me going. You know what? I'm saying I'm airing the dirty laundry. They let us in. Oh my god! Nearly seven twenty. They had pre-show meet and greets that I pre-bought that I was supposed to get that started at 6.30. Why did we get in almost an hour later? And then I had to go bug fucking, what's his name, Ross Foreman. Ross Foreman, yeah. And be like, I need my, I need a refund. And he just gave me 60 bucks back. So thank you. You don't want to use a post-show? No, no, I don't, because now I'm mad. Yeah. Yeah, that was not properly planned out very well. Yeah. Uh, here comes Vince Russo. Fuck you! Fuck, fuck you! It's not his theme anymore, but I wish it was. And he is accompanied by all of our favorites, uh, Don Harris. And was there someone else with him? No, I think it was just Don. Okay, Don Harris. I'm actually really shocked that Hardy is out here. I am as well. Did he just say this might be the last time he talks in wrestling audience? Oh, wait. James Storm getting in the ring. Yeah, he said this might be the last time. For the past five years, they've been trying to run me out of this business. Why? Because he's stuck up for the young talent. And now look who's standing behind Russo. AJ Styles, America's Most Wanted. It is pretty interesting. And it makes a lot of sense because when they brought out Three Life Crew, America's Most Wanted looked right at each other. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of uh, want to support Russo. Even Styles is like, come on, man, it's okay. If I get fired again, then so be it because I know I did the right thing. He's been going on for 20 years now, saying that he's done with wrestling. Oh, Dusty grabbed his shirt. They do a pull apart here for Dusty Rhodes and Vince Russo. This is quite the campaign, Bob. We're getting physical altercation. They should just do a match. I mean, to be honest with you, we probably just should. But see, if they announced that, I feel like we would have been like, ugh, a match. But like, oh, they, yeah. prob- but they probably should just do it. <laughs> yeah. No, if they, if they announced a match between these two, that would be dread. But realistically, it should just be one. Have it be 40 seconds. Starline limousine. Oh. Who's in this limo? Ah, shit, it's Jeff Jarrett. Look at his orange crew neck sweatshirt in fucking Orlando. He's got a ladder in the trunk. Oh, my God. What is he doing? The guy can't even get it out. 
Dude. Driver. That was hilarious. Ooh. 20, they're going down the card now. 20-man exhibition gauntlet battle royal. Promising a huge mystery guest, Roddy Piper. The Piper, Yo, bang. Piper spit. Me, it's me, it's DP, bang. Oh, wait. Raven, Abyss, and Monty Brown. Oh, Monsters Ball! Monsters the first ever. Ball. That's, a, that's the first official announcement. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Hall and Nash with their own separate right. agendas. P.D. Williams, AJ Styles. Dude, okay, so we can talk about Monsters Ball open. You, oh, man, I'm ready. Actually, well, we'll talk about it here in a minute, but. America's most I wanted. always like these, these uh, graphics. Last team standing. They... Oh, yeah. They got to get better font, though. They can't have it, like, red like that. It's tough no. to see. I like when they look over, like, in the match graphic. They're looking at nothing. But the guy is going to be there in the other graphic. It always cracks me up. Dude, this is such a good card. It is so good. Yeah, I mean, you can see why I would want to watch this show. Like, I didn't know what the fucking Monsters Ball was. But I was like, okay, Abyss is a fucking lunatic. Monty Brown's amazing. And then Raven's a fucking hardcore guy. It has to be good. Speaking of Raven. Here's Raven. Monty Brown, king of the Serengeti. Black and blue and bloody. Legs quiver like spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) What? Monty Brown can try his pounce. Abyss can try his black hole slam. Talking about leading him to the slaughter like a pathetic lamb. Victory Road, Monster's Ball. He's doing lots of rhyming. I thought he was going to say something like even flow. He's still talking about the world title. Yeah. Welcome to the table. He's not um, giving up, dude. Go to Raven, Nevermore. Bob, we're going to be... Uh, it's going to be a... A lot of talk about the world title for a while. <laughs> wow, look at these guys. Oh, Eric Stevens. I mentioned him earlier. And then who's the other guy? Mark Stevens. Mark Stevens. But, but with a PH, not a V. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Stephens. I love that. I love that it's the same name, but it's spelled different. Wait, here comes Monty Brown. He's carrying something. What does he have in a bag? Is it a snake? Even Don West does. He's coming out with some kind of bag. Smell, smelling it. He's catching the scent. He smells the fear. Is that still the heel side? I think so, yeah. He's not a fucking heel. Monsters Ball, no disqualification. Okay, so I just know that much, at least. Um, but now they announced it, so we can talk about it. That's what I'm saying. Now, this match, I bet you, is going to be 90 seconds long. If that. Double clothesline. Uh, I'm really excited about Monsters Ball. Specifically, I'm really excited for this first ever Monsters Ball. Oh, pounce to... Uh, Stevens. Mark Stevens. <laughs> Stevens. Stephens. 
It's like a lawyer firm, Stevens and Stevens. Then it's spelled different. I love it. Yeah. And oh, good night, Eric Stevens. Wow, dude. Is this about to be less than a minute long? He's taking his time though, so he's not quite done yet. I mean, yeah, it's still he's piling them up, baby. Double cover. Boom. Dude, less Got than a minute. 51 seconds. Wow. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's what it should be, though. Right. Fuck. What's in the bag? Show us the bag. Oh, he's got the microphone. I, I'm going to guess it's a uh, straight jacket. Two of them. He's going to put them both in it. Oh. You want to play games? Hop in the Raven Mobile with Abyss. Wanna play games? See that ball for you? It's called the Monsters Ball. Sunday, November 7th. Victory Road. He's gonna give us the Monsters Ball. Wanna play games? Let's yeah, play games. Play games. He goes, it's close to Halloween. Let's play games. Let's play dress up. Mm, what's this mean? Yeah, there's one. Straight jacket and then a mask. A mask for abyss. Okay. Do they ever sell abyss masks? Um, so I don't know if they sent sell them at like the merch table, but I do know. And one of the figures that came out, they did have like a cheap like kid mask with it. Really? Um, I don't know if they ever sold. Well, you know what? Not at this time. I think later they might have. I feel like I remember seeing them. He just wrapped this one around his neck. Yeah, He's not he actually even put it on. Wow. Just checks him. This is not the Carnival of Carnage. Just, this is a Serengeti. The Raven. Abyss. Oh, he's a former number 51, player. Brian Cox. He's on the best damn sports show, period. That's right. Oh, you hear that? Keep your, your name or Alpha Male's name out of your mouth on the best damn sports show. This is you fat water buffalo, he just calls him. <laughs> He's basically saying there's no fake grass, no turf in the ring. So water buffalo, Raven Abyss, Victory Road. You all will get it. the Who's laughing. Stop flapping your gums, stare at the screen. Wait, that's Father James Mitchell. 
Oh my god. He's saying he's not the best big man in progression. He's the best big best man, period. These are best videos playing on the screen. For the first time in his career, he's found a voice. If you dare show up for the Monsters Ball at Victory Road, you're going to find yourself and Raven. Victory Roadkill. Dude. That was ab- that's absolutely... Yeah, it's 1,000% James Mitchell. Holy shit. Holy shit. Let's go. Let's like go, it. baby. That's, that's good. That's a good wow. partnership. Wow. Um, okay, we're doing a Victory Road promo again. So, Bob, I want to give you a couple notes here, including that DirecTV apparently will not be airing Victory Road at this point, which is a minimum of 20% off the number of buys that they would have gotten. Is there any reason why they're not doing it? They haven't aired any of their shows. Remember, they stopped airing TNA shows for a while. Oh, DirecTV did? Yeah. Oh, TNA returned Hector Garza. This is breaking news. I don't know. They're kind of counting down some of the X Division Gauntlet guys, which also I have noted that Nasawa will be taking place in this. I don't know if they said his name on this package or not, but. No, they mentioned like amazing red Leparca psychosis, guys like that. And here comes Chris Saban. I actually have indie notes, I think, for this. Uh, for Chris, yeah. I think most of my indie notes are in this one. Um, all right, so Chris Saban. He, uh, back on October 20th, lost to Christopher Daniels for IWA Mid-South at Battleground in Bloomington. The next day on the 21st, he competed in a four-way dance for the vacant IWA Mid-South Heavyweight title, losing to AJ Styles, who won the belt. Daniels mm. and Petey Williams are also involved in that match. On the 22nd of October, Chris Saban defeated Nate Webb, IWA Mid-South Revolution Strong Style Tournament 2004. The 23rd, he lost to Matt, Sa- Matt Seidel at the 8th anniversary show for IWA Mid-South. And then on the 24th, he teamed up with D-Ray 3000 in a losing effort against Conrad Kennedy III and Ruffy Silverstein for wow. BCW's Fan Appreciation Night. Well, I'd like to point out that we are doing a six-man exhibition gauntlet right now, and the two people starting us off are Chris Sabin and his uh, soon-to-be partner, Alex Shelley. That's a, that's a spoiler. Way to go. Well, we got 10 seconds left till the next time he's out. <laughs> Speaking of Alex Shelley, uh, he's, he had a busy few days. Back on October 16th, he defeated Jimmy Jacobs in an I Quit match at Ring of Honor's Joe vs. Punk 2. On the 20th of October, as Kazarian is now coming out, uh, Alex Shelley lost to Petey Williams in an X Division Championship match at IWA, IWA Mid-South's Battleground in Bloomington. And then on the 21st of October, he lost to CM Punk at IWA Mid-South's Autumn Armageddon. And that's all there is for Alex Shelley. Shelley and Kazarian are beating down on Saban. Kazarian just has one note. On the 23rd of October, 
Kazarian retained the Pro Wrestling Gorilla Championship by defeating Ricky Reyes at PWG's Use Your Illusion 4. Uh, it's also, here comes Sanjay Dutt. Uh, this match, by the way, the winner gets the 20th spot in the X Division Battle Royal at Victory Road. So a huge uh, A big advantage, advantage. yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Sanjay with a Hurricane Rana, now a neckbreaker combo on Alex Shelley. And speaking of Sanjay Dutt, on the 23rd of October, he defeated Derek Frazier at GBW's Saturday Night Extreme in Hanover, Pennsylvania. Never heard of that company. Oh, wow. Kazarian is eliminated. That's stupid. That's really stupid. Um, we just saw Kazarian win the X Division title again at Bound for Glory. It's pretty awesome. Sure did. Very good match. I argue. Very good match. I'd argue potentially best match of the night. Michael Shane has some rare uh, Indian notes here. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's against the same person and it's the same oh. result, but for two different companies. So <laughs> on October 23rd, Michael Shane lost to Ron Killings for NWA PWX in McKeesport, Pennsylvania. And then the next day, the 24th of October, Michael Shane lost to Ron Killings for NEPW Divided We Fall in Painesville, Ohio. Wait, Trinity just got a microphone. She's challenging any girl around the world. Oh, Trinity's entering the ring, apparently. Oh, but she got slid out by Don Harris. But she basically just challenged anyone, any woman in the world that she wants. She wants to beat someone up, and uh, basically said, "I can beat up all these guys too." Oh wait. Tracy and uh, Trinity being separated. Well, it's probably going to be the match or something. Shark Boy has a few Indian notes here, but it's really with people I have absolutely no idea who they are, but I'll just make one note here. Okay. On October 23rd, Shark Boy teamed up with Coco Beware and Tim Morelli to defeat Brad Lamon, La Emperor, and Sean Cook for Rice Pro Wrestling. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Now, did he uh, win against the other people? Uh, I don't know. I just clicked out of his name. Okay. I'm just. I just want to know if he's doing I'm, good on the indies, you know? Right. Yeah. Let me see here. It shouldn't be that hard. DSD on Michael Shane. And Saban eliminates Michael Shane with a clothesline over the top. That's that's stupid. I'm trying to see if I got any uh, news. Yes, you did. Either. Well, you know what? Actually, okay. Shark Boy won the Price of Glory uh, tournament. Oh wow! Price of Glory okay. Cup, which is a tournament for NWA in Michigan. He defeated uh, a guy named Bam in the first round, and then Johnny Dynamo, and then Jack Thriller in the main, in the uh, final. As he's eliminated in this battle royal, we have five minutes twenty seconds left of this match. And if you're following along, by the way, we're at 25 minutes, 31 seconds. I feel like the show's flying by. Yeah, it's a pretty good pace so far. Who do you think is going to get the 20th? I feel like it should be... Uh, I feel like a heel should win it, so maybe Shelly will win. Oh, that'd be really good for Shelly. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> as soon as I fucking see that. Cradle shock. That's it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Saving one. As soon as we say, oh, you know, Shelly might might win this. Yeah, it might be good for Shelly. Fuck you. 
run to the back with Shane Douglas and Team Canada. Well, Scott Demore and P. Williams. Which I have some I have some notes about Team Canada, but let's hear what they have to say first. Jeff Hardy, you broke the cardinal rule and you laid your hand on the coach. Oh shit. Jeff Hardy is gonna fit Petey Williams. Which, uh, he's your exhibition champion. I don't really know how I feel about this. Okay, so he's talking about styles at Victory Road, but first, nobody touches my coach. Oh, when P.D. Williams done with him, he's not even sure he's going to make it there. And then Jeff, Jeff Jarrett just brought a ladder in. Wait, he's like, I like your attitude. And now Jeff Jarrett is taking over. You're living on planet Jarrett. He's wearing his colored sunglasses. He usually, I didn't ever really notice he wearing them in TNA before, but they match his sweater. Yeah. Everything is orange. Yeah, the ladder, his shirt, the glasses. Kevin Ash. When the chips are down, he'll be the first one in the window to cash in. Global warming. Warning. <laughs> oh, God. What's going on? Okay, Victory Road <laughs> promo. Well, let's go. I like Petey Williams just sitting in the background during that as well. I hope it's not a cl- I hope if uh, if Hardy wins, it's not like a clean pig. Yeah, I'm nervous. Um, I said I had T. Cameron notes, but since he's fighting later tonight, I'm going to just hold on to those for that. Um, but it is apparently strongly rumored, Bob, that Impact will be moving to Saturday nights at 4 p.m. starting mid-November, which makes yeah, sense was... when you consider the TNA Best Damn Sports Show stuff going on the prior week. Yeah, but you just said it's Saturday night at 4 p.m. That's what the note says, Bob. It's in the p.m. <laughs> I'm just reading what it says. <laughs> That's like saying their time slot right now at Friday at 3 p.m. is Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's not late enough. Four night. Four night time. I know what I said. I'm just reading it, bro. <laughs> I know. Yeah, this is funny. Um, also, we just saw Jarrett again, since we still got Victory Road promo going on. Uh, Vampiro talked a lot of Jeff Jarrett while they were in Puerto Rico recently, and Jarrett yeah. talked like he was open to bringing him back. Now, of course, he was TNA has been very negative on him after he made some remarks in an interview on the ICP site that the company hated, which, if you remember those, they're pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, that was not great. He is also probably just telling Vampiro what he wants to hear because he's directly face-to-face to him. Yeah, I think it's safe to say I don't think Vampiro comes back. but No, I don't think so either. Fantastic Victory Road preview. Do you hear this? They were doing a Vince Russo um, voting segment, but the guy who's talking is sounds like it's a really funny accent. Stands as tall as a giant. Whose voice is that? I don't know. Isn't it weird? I don't know who it is. Uh, Vote Vince Russo, November 7th. I'm Vince Russo, and I approve this message. Here come the naturals, dude. (laughs) 
No, look at that. Andy Douglas does not have his leg taped up anymore. That's good news. He's recovered. From that stabbing. I guess speaking of that stabbing, it's kind of one of my... I'm just going to tell you now, because fuck it. It's actually more about Johnny Devine, but they were at the same place, so... Uh, Johnny Devine is upset about the John Cena stabbing deal on SmackDown, feeling that WWE is making light of what really happened to him. Uh, regardless of what WWE might claim, when Dave says he saw it, I thought the exact same thing. But Johnny Devine is finally back in the gym and starting to work out again. So that's some good news. He's upset because they're making a... They have a storyline about it? Yeah. And Dave also thinks that it's that they're making light of what actually happened. How is that making light of it? He actually got stabbed. Yeah, I know, but how are you making light of it? They're just making a storyline out of it. Conan making light of this promo. <laughs> I don't know. B-Jizzle. I'm getting you a jersey. This is B-Jizzle on it because your name it actually would work because Bob B-Jizzle. But don't do that. Not one, not two, but the three live crew. Uh, speaking of the three live crew, actually, specifically Conan. Uh, he turned babyface on the October 17th show in Puerto Rico. Um, but apparently the turn was not the company's idea. Uh, the Puerto Rico, uh, whatever. I don't, I don't have the exact one. I'm assuming it's WWC, right? We're assuming. For uh, Conan? Yeah. Is that the, the big uh, one he wrestles in? Uh, let me let me double check for you. Oh, I'm sorry. I think it's IWA. IWA. Yeah. It literally says another line down IWA, and I'm getting confused. Well, the turn wasn't their idea because uh, it was forced on them since Dutch Mantel and Jeff Jarrett told them that anyone from TNA would have to be used consistent with their U.S. characters, which Dave says I have no idea why. Uh, IWA does have some TV in the U.S., but the TV is so far behind and played out of order that it doesn't even make sense to begin with. Conan and Bobby Roode teamed on October 16th, but since they are opposite sides in TNA, they had to split them up. Hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say that the, the uh, it was Roode and Conan against Ricky Banderas and Vampiro. And this must be the same show that he that Vampiro talked to Jarrett because Jeff Jarrett competed against Glamour Boy Shane for the NWA world title. There you go. And Dutch Mantel was in Jared's corner for that. 500 bucks right there, baby. <laughs> yeah. Wow, he's in he's uh, in IWA for a few years. Conan. Now remember, winner of this match gets a shot at the tag team titles. At Victory Road. I don't know how you leave either one of these teams off of Victory Road. Um, I agree with you. I, I don't know. Three Life Crew, if they're like seen as the top uh, team in your company, are probably going to be on there. Yeah, there we go. Conan well, with a powerbomb on Andy Douglas for the win. Okay, so I don't... No, I just I don't like that. They freaking just jobbed out the Naturals there. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, I mean, that was not a good look for the Naturals. Oh, that was tough. Kevin Nash responds to Scott Hall's statements. I yes. could see the I could see the Naturals being like thrown in some random match though. Yeah, the, I hope so, man. A filler match, you know. 
Okay, so now we got a triple X America's Most Wanted uh, video package. Let's see, what do I got for you during this? There's no update regarding the TSN deal. Uh, and this is a deal that we talked about that was preemptively talked about. Uh, the bad signs are that TSN doesn't have TNA listed on its November schedule. Bobby Roode was on the Off the Record show, and they plugged TNA runs on ESPN Classics Canada, but never hinted at anything on TSN. Dave says, I don't buy for a second that the story of, of for, for a second that the story that TSN iced the deal because it got out on the internet prior to the announcement. Every major TV deal by every company in wrestling over the past 15 years has gotten out long before the network made the official announcement, and not one was blown because of it. So this is that Canadian deal that Scott Demore talked about on like an interview as well, and they were like, "Oh my God, we we'll supposed to talk about that." Oh, we're seeing the Scott Hall video again. Hey, hey yo, Big Kev, you're good friends. I mean, Scott doesn't look bloated, really. I mean, I, I mean, it's a, it's a baggy shirt, so it's hard to tell. But his hair is super gray here, which yes. I feel like is not a look you normally see him, especially at this point. With they're really driving home the hey yo. I know they're you trying to get a cease and desist or what? See right there, I don't think he looks bad. He did the walk. He didn't look bad. Good look, Jeff, and he throws the toothpick at the screen and taunts. And we're supposed to get a response here. Oh, just kidding. We're back inside the impact zone. Oh, we're <laughs> There's a woman just chugging a beer bottle. <laughs> Ooh, like, no, you've known him for years, so. Oh, it shocks him. It doesn't even surprise him. It shocks him. How does it shock him? Let's hear from the other outsider, Kevin Nash. Let's see. Yo, Scott, when we first broke in together in the WWF, before the dress code. In this business, you make friends and you can make money. Or you can make money. Or you can make money. Never heard you say no to a drink or no to a last call. Now you're going to say no to our friendship? I don't wonder where your head's at. Haven't talked to you in a while. Took your road. Guess we're gonna have to sort things out. He said, "Jeff, no problem. I got your back." And then he's laughing. <sighs> Jeff, who? Which Jeff? Okay, I think that that Kevin Nash one was awful. The the Scott yeah, yeah, Hall, the Scott Hall video was way more interesting. Yes. This one, it was like Kevin Nash was falling asleep during it. it was well, like, Kevin Nash was literally sitting on his couch um, cutting a promo. Oh, oh boy. I didn't expect this on this show. Is he going to do a tease for the uh, Victor Road? Is he going to say, at Victor Road, we're going to feel a bang? Oh, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. We only have... 10 minutes and 26 seconds left in the show and Piper's taking a sweet time getting to the ring. We still have a main event. <laughs> yeah, Piper in the ring. Oh, wait, he's not going to the ring. Yeah, I bet you somebody gave him like a microphone. You're never going to make it there. We got to get this going. 
Because they do these live to tape, or I think they're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. He's talked to the camera many times. He's been on the main event in the greatest pay per views in history. He's coming to see Victory Road. He's at the ring now. I was wrong. Some apron. Because I go. He's just here kind of hyping up Victory Road. They got all the components to make this a great show. 20-foot ladder. Big Nasty. Big Nasty. Big Sexy Kevin. Yeah, I don't think he knew his, name, his nickname. No. Big Nasty. He just um he just called Scott Hall a whale, a big whale. Uh, that's kind of bad. <laughs> what is he talking about? What is We have a chance to vote. Piper shouldn't try to run. I mean, might as well. You should be like, screw Russo and Rhodes. I'll do it. Oh, that guy wants Russo. Russo. Oh my god, he said Dustin. He goes, Dustin? You mean Dusty? (laughs) He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like gold does. Gold us dad. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, change the direction of wrestling. And they they they're playing his music to cut him off. They cut him off. But he's still gonna talk. You don't care. If you vote for Vince Russo, you're going to scratch with the chickens. Look, at they're doing it louder. Just cut his mic. It's Piper and Piper's Pit. His mystery guest. Now, if I told you, it wouldn't be a mystery. Look, now it is off. Dude. Yeah, they cut his yeah, they cut his mic. Oh man. No, it's still on. That one the before Jesus Christ. Jeff Jarrett is carrying the ladder to the ring right now. He's very interested in the main event. He and Hardy are gonna get maybe less than five minutes. Well, here, there's a video package. Let me give you uh, another ad here. Uh, There are people internally, most notably Jimmy Hart, negative about the promotional campaigns, videos knocking WWE. Uh, The video work by David Zahadi is great, trying to push it as the first show as the dawn of a new era, 
and the old world is ending uh, and a new beginning. Only problem is, the biggest stars to the public on the show are Hall and National Piper, none of whom are doing media to promote this. The fact they're unknown good workers doesn't mean much. Now, the other video, which is the one we're really talking about, revolves around the six-sided ring trying to act like competition is old and square with the lines that they uh, have Madison Avenue and spend millions in advertising, but we kick butt in the ring. Right. So apparently those aren't going over too well. And here comes Jarrett carrying the ladder through the tunnel out to the impact zone. My world. You can see him. My world. Uh, and my final note, Bob, I might as well give it to you as Jared takes his sweet time here. Uh, Bobby Roode of Team Canada did a big appearance on the Off the Record. I mentioned that already. Look at that. Bobby uh, Roode was on Off the Record? Yep. Uh, it was so big that not once did he mention TNA or the possible TSN deal. Actually, the latter is probably a good thing, uh, which we just discussed. I didn't even realize this note made was tied in hand in hand there. Uh, he was part of the panel that discussed all sorts of things, including NHL lock, lockout and football. So I didn't talk to you at all. <laughs> nice. Good marketing. Good shit. That should have always drive me nuts when Hulk Hogan would do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brother, I'm doing some wrestling thing, brother. All right, anyway, back to my book. <laughs> yeah. Look, look at Jarrett sitting oh, on top of the ladder. Oh, my God. He's going to sit on top of the ladder the whole time? Yes. Dallas, I'm getting real nervous that PD is about to do a job in less than three minutes. Yeah. Two weeks or you know, a week before the paper year. Yeah. He is. <laughs> Here he comes out, dude. And here comes Jeff Hardy. Did you see that? All those he landed right on top of them. Wow. Well, Bob, I gotta say, I I've been like thinking I'm gonna see this moment. That is the first time I tuned in. Ew, why did you spit the? Oh my god, Jeff! What, what was that? Oh God. Um, I was thinking I was going to see this moment that was the first time I saw uh, Impact, and I still haven't seen it. I mean, it could be on next week's show, and it's not even anything significant. But well, you said I, it was. I'll just say it. It's, you said you I, watched before, like Victory Road. Like you know that. I did. Sure? Well, okay. Here's the thing I'm thinking of, and it might happen on next week's show, and it's not a spoiler because it's just fucking. It's literally. I remember seeing Jeff Hardy walking out of the tunnel with a fucking ladder. Like, that's my first, like, vivid memory of Impact, which very well could happen on the next show. Yeah, very well could. Yeah. I just need that confirmation that what I saw was real. <laughs> okay, we went to commercial, and then we came back, and then there's six minutes and 41 seconds left in the match. So they basically cut out three minutes of a match, because the match had just started. To be fair, that Piper segment, that Piper thing should oh, not yeah. have happened on the show. I would say if you were, I wouldn't been as mad i think if it was on next week's show like literally days before the pay-per-view yeah but like it didn't need to be on this one i agree with you. 
Okay, Jared's trying to say that he's also the master of the ladder match because he beat not just one, but four other guys, which is true. Whisper in the wind. Whisper in the wind. That should Knocks do Petey down. Oh, my God, dude. Spread eagle, top of the ladder. This is not the king of the mountain, they're saying. This is completely different. It's pretty funny that he's on top of the ladder. Backdrop by Hardy. Jeff Jarrett just said he's the innovator of the specialty ladder match. <laughs> Double leg drop. To the groin of PD. Misses a clothesline. Sat Demore grabs the foot of Hardy. Pulls Demore up on the apron. He's like, what are you doing, brother? And rolls him up. Could you oh. imagine? Could you imagine? P.D. Williams, P.D. Jeff Hardy. He should win. Oh, flatliner. What a great move by Hardy. He takes off the shirt. We know where this is going. Wait. Jarrett pushes Hardy off the top. No way. Dude. No way. He's setting it up. The Canadian Destroyer. Yeah, let's see Oh, here's AJ. Uh, AJ. Oh, oh, she hit it. Yeah, of course. One, two, three. Yeah, there you go. Well, at least it wasn't clean. No, that was fun. That was a fun little finish. Demore's pissed. Fucking booty. That should be. That sounds like a potential tag match here. Jeff oh yeah. Let's start in style. Dude, best damn sports show period. Let's go. Got oh. some specials coming up. There you never go. know. Yeah, yeah. There we go, man. We go off the air. There's a pre- presentation of TNA wrestling. Uh, wow, what did you think of that show, Bob? Uh, that was a good show. Yeah, I thought it was good. I feel like the matches were so quick, we barely even talked about what was happening. But um, yeah, there wasn't really you know what much, I mean. Much time, yeah. It was like, wow, okay, they're done. <laughs> it was that match. Um, I think it was good though. Uh, I'm still excited about Victory Road. One more impact. I cannot believe we are finally at this point where we have one more show for Victor Room. I know. We are very, very close. Who would have thought that we would make it this far? Not me, man. But this is, listen, after we do Victor Road, I mean, we can pretty much wrap this up, I'd say. Um, We got to a really great show. We got where we needed to be. And we can be done. Just wrap call, it up. Let's call it a day. Uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, I guess I don't know really what we're going to do on next week's episode of Impact, which is, of course, the Go Home Show, which is also airing just two days before Victory Road. I mean, it's so it's so close that, like, what what else do we got to do? Yeah. Um, I don't know. We really, I think we know every match. Do we? I mean, I don't know. I haven't looked at the card, but we know we got the tag. So it's three left crew and team Canada. Now we know monsters ball. We have the last team standing. We got the ladder match. We got the exhibition title. We got the gauntlet. It appears that Trinity might have, there might be a women's match. And we know Piper's pit. 
I can't even think of anything else that would be on this card. I mean, do you have... Um, I don't know. Do we know, do we know everything? We might. I'm checking because we're wondering. <laughs> um, well, not quite. Yeah. We'll find out next week. Oh, we do know the minis match, uh, which I don't even know if I want to try to butcher these names right now, to be quite honest with you. I don't um, blame you. It's I know it's Mas- <laughs> Mascarada Singrata versus... Pyritia Morgan. Yes. Wow, that was so much better than what I was about to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we pretty much know everything. We know all the big stuff. Um, I guess, Bob, what would you say you're most excited for? Of what we have announced, what are you most excited about? Um, I'm going to give you, I'll give you two answers. Originally in 2004, I was most excited for PD and AJ. Mm-hmm. That was like the main selling point for me. I was like, oh shit, man, this is going to be great. The Destroyers are just fucking incredible. AJ is great. It'll be a great match. Um, I think with this full context of watching it week after week, uh, right now, I'm probably m- most invested in Jarrett Hardy. I think that's a, a fair answer. Um, because, I mean, it's a ladder match. I'm a sucker for a ladder match. Who isn't? Just as, just as I was in 2004. And, um, you know, the, the mystery between with Hall and Nash... I think has added to an extent. Um, I like to think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I don't like the idea of the same old, Hey, we're a heel group. Yeah. A new company. And then I'm real nervous for if it were to end up being like that, how long before Monty Brown jobs out, AJ Styles jobs mm. out, Jeff Hardy, yeah. Maris was wanted. Ron Kill. I mean, all these guys are probably just going to get steamrolled and for no reason. Right. No, I think that makes sense. It's definitely I think, a concern to have. Uh, I think I might agree with you. I think like Hardy and Jarrett, I'm definitely very excited about. I'm a sucker for Monsters Ball. I said it already. Like, I'm, yeah. I am really excited about that. Um, I'm excited to see the last team standing because uh, those team those teams usually have really good matches. Um, and I I mean Styles and Williams I think is going to be great. I mean I don't know this is it's just such a good card. Like I'm just really I'm really excited overall. Yeah. I mean top to bottom what we know um, it's really it's a really solid card. No, I agree. I mean on paper you're you're looking at p- potential really solid first three out pay-per-view right so there can't be much complaints going in there into there now it all just depends on how it's delivered of course you know it's it's easily been over you know 15 years since i've even watched it so that's crazy it'll, it'll change um from how, you know when i first originally watched it back in 2004 as a young teenager maybe my opinion on it will change but you know, and I and there's a lot of context that I didn't probably remember from Impact. 
So there you go. It'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. And we are just one week away. One more impact, which I believe would be the fifth. Yes, uh, November fifth. Yes. Is the last impact before uh, Victory Road. So crazy, crazy. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. A three-hour pay-per-view should be fun to uh, cover that. Well, two probably two hours and forty minutes or whatever. But right. You know how it goes. Uh, Dallas, you got anything else for this uh, week's episode? I don't think I do, man. I think it pretty much covers it. I'm ready to get to next week, and um, I guess I'll just say it again. In case you didn't hear me say it before, check out our interview with Chris Harris um, if you have not already. It was really awesome. And I really want uh, everyone to enjoy that as much as we enjoyed doing it. That's it. That's all I got. I just really want people to listen to that. Yeah, it was a great time with Chris Harris. I feel like we asked some unique questions. Yes, we did ask him about his thoughts on Kid Cash absolutely trashing uh, himself and other younger talent at TNA. Chris had a response for that. Did it get back to him? We'll have to listen to the interview to find out if at the time. He got back to him. Uh, that and a lot more, including his singles run. Uh, as Dallas had mentioned earlier, he had some interesting tidbits uh, regarding the cage match that never happened with Jarrett, who was in the audience that maybe impacted how that went down. Uh, just how soon did he know that he wasn't even going to be in the match? Uh, a lot of interesting news to, that we uncovered uh, in that interview. And again, we appreciate Chris taking the near two hour uh, time to do the interview because we had a bunch of questions for him. And uh, he, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times wrestlers would go, I don't remember, but he had a pretty good memory. Oh, yeah. Of, uh, his thoughts and, and everything uh, at that time. Definitely. So that was a, a great time, good conversation. But it's time to wrap up this week's episode of the podcast join us next week for the go home show to victory road until then for dallas squiggly i am bob Kline jr and this has been the tna cross the line podcast Hail Satan! Hail Satan!